0: Hi friends, so today's part two of the three-part series, Lies Exposed, and today is all about where we find our happiness. The, the world and culture and Satan try to sell us at every corner about where our happiness is, and so many times we are tempted by that lie only to find ourselves burdened and heavy and sad and empty. But there is good news because there is a place where our happiness is and our joy is found. And I'm so excited that I get to speak with Emily Copeland, the author of Starving the Fairy Tale. So, Let's just jump right into the conversation. She was such a joy to talk with. Let's get started. Do you feel like motherhood is mundane? A lot of mornings you wake up feeling like you lack joy or purpose. Do you also want to invite God into your mom life, your marriage and your life in general? but you just don't know how? Do you feel tired, like you have no time, and you're always putting yourself last? Hi, I am Jill Warball, a Christian mom life coach, and I'll be showing you each episode how to make time for you, your relationship with Jesus, and others. I'll teach you how to grow with God and apply his word to your everyday life. And most importantly, I'll be cheering you on each week, reminding you that you do have purpose and that you are worthy of a great future. You can find satisfaction in motherhood. I'm gonna show you that you can live intentionally with less stress, more joy, all while serving God and others. So grab your Bible and get ready to be transformed. This is the Faithful Mama Podcast, a place where we learn to fill up on Jesus so that we can pour into others. Listen in. Emily, if you go by M or Emily. You know
1: what? I My closest friends call me M <laughs> um, okay. and I love it. If anybody calls me M, I instantly feel like, the walls are down. We're friends. It's good. So you can call me M, Emily, whatever you prefer, but um, I do, I do prefer or love to be called M.
0: Oh, that. Okay. So M. (laughs) All right. So just a little backstory. Um, We met through Instagram kind of, and she works his way. I like, I have always enjoyed seeing your posts because they've just been so encouraging to me. I've loved personally to follow you and to just see how you didn't need to look like the world to, Mm. or it just felt like you were so natural and authentic and you were someone who didn't need to please the world. Like you were just, Mm. you're just there to please the Lord. And I just love that about following you on Instagram because it's so refreshing. Sure. But, um, so, to my listeners, she has a book um, out now that she just released, and it's called "Starving the Fairy Tale." And I just feel like it is such an important message for moms, you know, women, and and as we were chatting before I got on here, the importance to give this message to our children as well. So, mm-hmm. um, Emily, why don't you start? and tell us a little bit about yourself and your personal story, and we'll yeah. just go from there.
1: Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me on here. Obviously, my stage of life, I have two daughters, ages almost 10 and 7. And so we are, you know, right in the midst of just, um, man, our kids are, are curious, and they're seeing things, and they're learning so much. And so um, I am right there in the thick of it with with everyone listening, which I which just means that it's a huge honor and privilege to, to be able to just spend time and, and talk through this book and the importance and the message of it. Uh, but for me, my my personal life, a little bit of backstory is um, I am a pastor's wife. Uh, we do have two girls. We live in Michigan. Um, and uh, my story really started, um, and, and you'd read a lot about it in the book as well, but just to give you a brief overview, um, man, I struggled in high school and college with just just horrible body image issues, and so um, that was something that the Lord allowed me to walk through that, that ultimately drew me to him in, in a really profound way, um, and that's really where I, I started um, interacting with this fairy tale, and when we talk about the fairy tale, just to be super clear about what that is, what is starving the fairy tale, and what does that mean? Uh, The fairy tale ultimately is this idea that more of self is going to satisfy. And I think for all of us women and all of us moms, especially, man, we are, we love the idea of finding rest and satisfaction. And we want to know that we're worthy and we're enough. And that is just universally a a woman thing that, um, you know, sometimes it's met, sometimes it's not. Um, And so for me, walking through high school and college and getting married at a young age, like this was something that was so profound to me, this, this idea of not feeling worthy enough. And so the fairy tale, you know, crept in and I, I fought it. And I, I, I really struggled because I wanted so much to feel loved and feel like I was enough and, and to understand what is my purpose and do I have significance? Um, and because my body image issues were just so, so big and, and overwhelming um, through a lot of those years. And so, That's where I could recognize the fairy tale in my life. But it's funny, as I was writing this book, my writing coach was like, you know, hey, uh, you've got a lot of great information here, but you've not told me a single story about your personal life. And I said, okay, but do I have to tell stories? Because like, I've just got a lot of really great information. And I, you know, and he said, no, 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 you have to tell the story. You have to, you have to share, hey, where did the fairy tale first meet you? Where did you recognize it? And where did it start? becoming something that you, you noticed. And so, um, that was, <laughs> that was a really tough part. So I ended up telling these, this story about my, my body image issues, um, and the struggle with that throughout the book. And it really got exposed that in my life and made me aware of it and how big of a, a mountain that was that he allowed me and he helped me to, to climb and with his help only and alone. And so, um, Man, that's really kind of where it started. And then with the book and this idea of self and culture, it, it is clear that it is everywhere around us, that it's a huge issue, um, that it's creeping into our, our Christian circles and things today. Um, and, and where the book really started from, because this was not the book I wanted to ever write. I didn't know I was going to write a book until about maybe four years ago. And uh, when, I, when I, the Lord prompted me to write it, he, I really expected that it was just going to be, Hey, let me encourage you, you know, yeah. let me just kind of continue the writing that I've been, been doing on Facebook or Instagram or the ways that, that I love to encourage women. And then, um, stirring, you know, I noticed it in culture, um, and I started seeing it, but like, I was disturbed by a lot of it, like the cultural messages of the fairy yeah. tale of, of this elevation and obsession with self. And, and I knew it was like, I had a check in my spirit where I knew that that wasn't right, but it was like, okay, that's just culture. That's just how it goes. This is just how the world operates and views things. And this is the lens and the worldview uh, for so many people. Um, but it didn't settle right, but it really started um, the, the topic and the creation of the book that the Lord brought to the surface was really when I started seeing other women um, who were. Um, you know, struggling with the fairy tale who were who are really ultimately um, just following self, even some turning away from Christ. And so um, all of that to say the book came out of a a struggle um, personally out of just seeing what was going on in culture around me. But then God was like, hey, I need you to know I need you to remember the season where of your life where, you know, body image was was so critical to you. And, and that was where you allowed the fairy tale in. So got to almost reverse uh, engineered that uh, part of my life where I was like, okay, I got this book, but he's like, let me remind you. (laughs) So that's kind of where it all came from.
0: Well, it sounds like, I mean, I'm so glad that you included your story. I mean, every time I read, I know that even if it's not my story, I can somehow relate to it, right? Like sure. when people start telling their story even if it's it's not the exact same way my story went down, like I can feel the person's story in my own story. But I love how God does that, how like in cuz I write a lot of blog posts and <clears throat> yeah, and I ha- I wrote a devotion and it's like in the writing God not only helps the people that you're writing to, but he almost like uses it to heal us and to remind us and to just affirm everything that he's, he's, you know, put, put into us. So I love that. That's so cool.
1: Absolutely. Yeah,
0: he certainly does. Yeah, that's really cool. So with that being said, then what you kind of answered, like what drove you to write the book? So it, it was basically like you just saw how all the people all the women were buying the fairy tale that culture was selling them yes absolutely
1: yeah yep, and so
0: I, and all of us I mean and and to be honest I don't know anyone that can walk that line perfectly because we right. are, were all tempted so often to think that if we buy something or if we just do this one thing, then all will be well, but go ahead. What drove you to write? What drove you ultimately to write the book then?
1: Sure. So I think for me, again, I was, I was burdened by what I saw around me and the, just the lack of critical thinking when it came to what the world was saying, what was popular to say? what what was popular to what was the popular response to life's troubles? Because culture has an answer for every issue that we have. It has a remedy. The culture will will give you whatever it is that you need, they've got an answer for it. And so for me, I was watching um, you know women posting things on social media messages like you know, own your truth or, you know, only do what makes you happy. If it doesn't serve you any longer, get rid of it. You know, these types of messaging that, um, seemed okay. Like at at first glance, most people would might just brush past it might just keep scrolling, but it was, it just kept, um, it bothered me And, and I couldn't really understand why until God really started revealing personal relationships in my life where, um, I got closer to it than i I even understood so I, I, I had personal relationships where I was being told the fairy tale lies like hey you deserve um, to be happy and healthy and whole and you because I, I walked through a season of really debilitating migraines I still struggle with them but there was just a season of a, a couple years where I it was truly debilitating and, and really impacted our family in a big way and so, during that time you know seeking healing and through that process of just trying to figure out you know how do i overcome this um, i was you know there was certainly well intentioned and people who love me who who were even speaking those those things to me and and over me saying, Hey, you deserve this. And you, if you'll just, you know, figure out, maybe there's a deeper issue underlying this and maybe it's an emotional thing. Maybe it's this that you've never talked about, or maybe, you know, just trying to remedy and figure out, uncover, where is this coming from? And it was really easy for me, honestly, during that season to kind of like hook line and sinker because I was trying, I was in so much pain wanted the remedy wanted healing and i really was listening to so many different voices um and man i tell you what without that that um that check in my spirit i certainly would have continued down that path of you know self-healing and and self-discovery and trying to figure out how i could manage and control my own issues um, and how easily i could have tried to do to have done that without the lord's help and without seeking him first um, and so the fairy tale has kind of come in and out of my life in that way. Um, it, but again, through people and having conversations with friends who are saying, "Hey, my coworker brought this book, and it's all about manifestation, and it's all about you know self care, and um, all of these, you know, the, you name it, all these different kind of new agey." phrases and ideas and belief systems. And so, um, God allowed me to hear about a lot of these different conversations happening in my community and all around and online all together to where he said, okay, it's time to talk about it. It's time to have the conversation that the reality is obsessed, uh, belief system and pursuit is, is us away from the lord is driving us away from the life that he's calling us to and towards self and the more that we turn towards self the further we get from the lord and so we've got to figure out okay where are we <laughs> what's the problem where is it coming from and and how do we get back to that right standing and that um that space with the lord where he we allow him to take control and where we allow Him. Um, to take the lead in, in all aspects in healing, you know, for, for us moms, it's, it's all of the things that are completely out of our control. Um, And the world will say, Hey, listen, you're, you're overwhelmed, you're exhausted, you need self care. And Jill, like you said, that have that extra glass of wine, or, you know, do X, Y, and Z to remedy the issue, where God's saying, just come and and meet with me, just come and be with me, make space, make that time to where, Because I'm the one who will give you rest on the level, that soul level, that that you're not going to find in, in, in a, pad, a pedicure or a manicure. You're, go- right. you're not going to find that there. You'll find that with me. Um, let me lead your heart and let me guide your steps and let me provide the healing because as moms, we've got children who are watching and children who are going to follow our lead. And, and who are we turning to when things get really, really tough and on, on those hardest days.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. I know, like, <clears throat> as you were sitting there saying that I was thinking about how the, the saying like mama needs wine, you know, yeah. and like yes. and the shirts and the glasses and all that stuff that says that Absolutely. or like, um, you know, this and the massage and like, like It's true. We have physical bodies that God wants us to take care of. And, you know, we have to take care of both our physical and our spiritual. We're not just a spiritual body. But the crazy thing is when what what I've discovered in my own journey, in my own walk, is that when I do it on my own, um, looking for that self-care on my own, It never satisfies, it never satisfies, right? And then, but then when I, when I was like, okay, there's got to be like a better way. And I really asked God and came to God to fill me up. Just like, Jesus, how, how do you want me to live my life? I I have been more consistent with Mm. 20 minute exercises, you know, because like he, he gives me that time. He, um, says, this is what's good for you. And you don't need to be crazy and work out for an hour to look good. No, I'm just going to give you this, this time each day. And, and the real, the real reason that you're working out is so that you can be healthy, you know, and it just gives you a right mind when you come to these things. And then you find out that like, he's giving you that care because I wasn't consistent before. And now when I'm actually going to him, I'm more consistent because the heart behind it is his heart. Absolutely. Oh,
1: that's so good. I'm so glad that you mentioned that. I think that's, that's the real difference too, for us when we're thinking about self-care and hate, how do I know if my, the self-care that I'm practicing is, Is self focused, or if it's God honoring? Like, how do we how do we differentiate between the two? And I and I love that you you said that because it is so important that we understand that there is uh, there's a difference between self indulgent self care and stewardship of the body that He's given us. And I think we often, you know, as Christians, we may not think deep enough about that to understand the difference. And so. Um, you know, for us, it, I think it's so important that we, uh, especially as moms, that our very first um, conversation about our state of being, our emotions, our feelings, our, um, y- you know, our day, our tension, our stress, that first conversation needs to happen with the Lord. And we, we that all goes on and around in our heads and, and we're thinking and processing all day long and we've got emotions up and down all around all day long. Um, And so um, those are emotions, those emotions are safe with the Lord. And I think our first job, if we can, if we can discipline ourselves to say, okay, I'm going to have this conversation with the Lord before I have it. with," Because if I allow culture in at all, culture is going to send me in all these different directions when the Lord's just saying, come and be with me and let me take care of it. So, um, certainly it, it seems like a fine line. Um, but I, I think if we can, like you said, get into the habit of, of getting with the Lord, spending that time with him, letting him in on every feeling he already knows, but, but sharing that with him. And then, and then just from there, taking really great care of our bodies, knowing that, that we are, we our job and our responsibility and our privilege is to take care of our family, to honor the Lord, to do what He's called us to do. and and we can only know what that is when we're in in conversation and communion with him. So I, I love that you said that,
0: yeah, I totally agree. I another thing that <clears throat> I always think about now when I think about self-care is like God came up with self-care. <laughs> you know what I mean? He gave yeah. us Sabbath. He gave us Sabbath. He's like, you know, I'm giving you this day to rest. And if nothing gets done, you're here trusting me that everything will still be okay. That's and it, right. like it actually like allowed me to rest, truly rest. And he took care, he takes care of me. He took care of me. So going to him for that is so important because even if we go and we get a massage, when we get home, we can be like, okay, but now I have this. Th-. And then it becomes something our to do list. We don't get true rest in that That's way, right. you know? Yes, And yes. so when we really have God's heart, um, toward us and understand his heart toward, toward us, we, we actually rest mentally, physically, and spiritually in it. And it's just, I just love that you wrote a book about it because I think so many people get, get it confused and it's okay to go get a pedicure. Like it's okay to go right. get a massage. It's, <laughs> it's nice and it's not sinful. It's just that if that's where, you, what you're relying on for your rest, it's, it, it goes, it goes downhill, you know, like, like you that's said, right. like, it's like the overindulgence of, um, it's funny because the, podcast episode that released today um when the it was just about how we listen to culture saying like oh you deserve that um piece of chocolate cake after that hard conversation you had and then you deserve that glass of wine after after the hard day with the kids that you had and then you feel yeah. that like nudge from God being like but that's not that's not my way that's not that's not the life I want from you yeah and like and then you recognize when you do life the way that God wants you to do it. Like there's so, it's just a better life altogether, but it's absolutely. so hard. It's so hard to like deny culture and the messaging of the world. And the only way to really fight that is by meditating on his word and fighting those lies with his truth. So that's right. That's right. So, yeah,
1: absolutely. I, I took notes on your, on that last episode, cause I thought it was, I was like, man, what a great episode to to follow, you know, uh, was was released today. Um, you know, you made the comment to not to be like others and to live God's way different, but it's the best way, you know, don't do what others are doing live differently. Um, and I I think that the book itself is, is truly a call to do exactly that the first part of the book explains and exposes these, the lies and culture, that are all around us and how to start seeing them um, for what they are. And one of the biggest points of feedback I've heard from women who've read the book, even Christian women who've been walking with the Lord for a long time have said, man, I am seeing it everywhere. I see it everywhere. Now I see these lies and I see what the enemy is doing and how he's manipulating and how he's twisting words and how he's making these lies look like truth and, and uh, this call towards self to look like the right direction and the right path, Um, you know, and, and it's scary because it's, that's not only something that we have to be super aware of, but as moms, we have got to um, understand how to lead and guide our children in this too, because the reality is that the fairy tale has already been written for our children. It's all around us. It's the message that they have already been given. It's already been crafted for them that, that they are enough, that they don't need anything or anybody that they get to choose who they want to be, what they want to do, where they want to go. And if they don't feel like it, they shouldn't. And if they don't like it, they, you know, so the fairy tales already been written for them. And, and as moms, we get to be the ones that ultimately get to teach them You know where their confidence comes from and where their significance comes from, Um, and and that was so important to me um, in in this book was to not just expose the lies and and let it and leave it there. You know, I mean, I could have written a whole book about just the lies of culture, um, very easily, and how deeply ingrained it is. But it was so important for me as the book went on to explain and to show. Jesus is the hero of our story. Um, And as moms, we just need to be reminded of that is, is, Hey, these days are extremely long and they're really hard. And there are days where you question motherhood, you question all of it. Um, if you're anything like me, at least you do. Um, yeah. And so, uh, you know, with the Lord, it's like I just need to be reminded daily that He is the hero. Of, I don't have to be the hero of our story. I don't have to be the hero of my family. I don't have to be the hero, um, you know, in in the moms group of of getting everything right and doing everything well. And. It, Jesus is the hero of our story. He's the He's the only one who can heal us on a soul level and set our soul free. That's He's the only one, you know, who can take what's broken and make it good and, and make it an, a phenomenal testimony for our children to see and to to follow. And so um, that was such a big deal for me was to take it and say, Hey, here's the lies. Let me remind you and show you that Jesus is the hero of your story. But then to end the book and by saying, Hey. Here's what we get to do with that. Here's what we get to do now that we've exposed the fairy tale, now that we understand the heart of of who is the hero. And now here is what we get to do with this information, you know, how we get to invest in our families and our friends and our churches and things like that. So it's just really important that we, you know, we know what we're looking at. We can think critically about the fairy tale, about this this self-obsession that that we have, um, understanding uh, where it starts. I mean, even just briefly, uh, chapters five and six. We talked through um, the the self discovery journey, um, and I think it's really good for us as women to kind of pause and look at this journey and try and figure out, hey, are we where are we on this journey? If we're on it, um, because this is where um you know kind of the, the self-obsessed life really begins and, and we've been talking you and I about self-care which is the first step of the journey and just to echo exactly what you said self-care itself is not a bad thing um it's we we need to take care of the our ourselves and our physical bodies um in order to do what God has called us to do but um it can start with self-care if it's left unchecked you know, self-care develops into this idea. Okay. Well, if I can take care of myself, well, maybe I need to know more about myself. And we start digging deeper into more of a self-discovery phase, which is really where culture is right now, where they're, they're encouraging, like, Hey, you just have to, you have to figure out how to love yourself more and uncover all of the, the, the messiness and, and just choose love to love yourself instead. Um, And then, you know, from there, we move into this idea of like self-acceptance, where now that we've chosen to love ourselves, despite all of the mess, we can accept, fully accept ourselves. And from there, we turn to self-reliance, which now we've become independent from the Lord because we, you know, feel like, okay, I know who I am now. I love myself. I've accepted myself just as I am. Uh, now I can fully be independent to take care of myself, make my own choices, be in full control. And then the end of that journey, that self-discovery journey ends with us as self as God. And And that's the most dangerous place, obviously to be with our backs totally turned um, towards uh, away from the Lord and um, you know, really just standing kind of on our own. And And the reason I mentioned that that self-discovery journey, I just think it's really important for us to know that this self-care, Idea, um, it it can lead to places that we we really just don't want to be. And as moms, we have to be you know mindful of that. Where okay, where are we investing our time, and how are we recuperating, and how are we resting, and when where are we finding that? Um, and if it's not in the Lord, then um, you know we open ourselves up to the idea of this self discovery journey, um, and we can find ourselves further down the path than than we realize. Um, quicker than we realize because of the voice of culture and the impact that it has on us so
0: yeah um, and just I mean honestly just hearing you walk through that whole self-discovery process
1: mm-hmm.
0: someone who has a biblical worldview like that just sounds so heavy and so burdensome because mm-hmm. when it's all reliant on you like yes you're you're ultimately, at some point, you're ultimately going to mess up. You're ultimately, you know, like, oh, like I'm on this journey and I'm figuring out, you know, my happiness and, and here's my happiness and this is how I get it. And now I'm living the life that I meant to live. And then what happens when something goes awry and like, you're, you're like, wait, I thought I did all this figuring out. And, And I mean, just all that responsibility on your shoulders to make yourself happy is heavy. Like as a Christian, you're like, no, my joy is not found in myself. It is only found in one place in my salvation, knowing where I'm going. Right. Ultimately. Yes. And like, even in the darkest, hardest moments when I fail and when I'm not happy and when life seems like just downright awful because we all will have that throughout life because we don't live in a perfect world. We can still have hope because it's there with Jesus. So like, That's it just right. sounds like walking through that self-discovery process. I don't think it's bad to analyze like our lives and say like, where can I do better? Absolutely. You know, where, do, where do yep. I, how can I invite the Lord into this part of my life where I have not invited him? How, how can I invite the Holy Spirit to into this piece where I'm really struggling, but yes. to put it all on yourself is just—it just sounds so heavy. But to—but the world makes it sound so good. Yes,
1: yeah, it's a constant work in progress. If we follow the world's advice to um, into self-discovery and into self-healing and um, all of the ways in which the world says you have control you can manage it, you can overcome it, all of those things. And so what we have to remember as moms is that we've already in the Lord, in Christ, we've already been given our purpose and our significance. That's We have been given that, whereas the world it sends us on a, a, a chase to go find it and discover it. God says, I've given that to you. If you're mine, you are an heir, you're co-heir with Christ. You have purpose. I've marked your life with a plan and significance. And so, um, this is something we have to remember because that removes the burden off of our life of this, this idea that we have to find wholeness and find freedom. And we have to find, uncover whatever it is that, that we need in the moment when God's saying, no, 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 I got you. I've got, I've got you. And that's what we get to teach our children as well is to be able to look our children in the eye and to say, you already have purpose. You already have significance. This is, this is true about you. Um, and you don't have to go looking for it. You just, you have the privilege to, to walk with the Lord and to follow him and to, to obey his word and to reap the benefit of that, which is, which is the presence of the Lord that is so sweet that cuts through anything and (laughs) all the emotions, all of the tough stuff, his presence, just, it, it, it's like balm on your soul of of whatever it is that's going on. And when our children know that and when they see it because they see us practicing that and they see us running to the Lord when things are hard and not running to the nail salon, uh, you know, all the time. Um, And again, which is not a bad thing, um, but just that they have a, a understanding that at home or wherever we are, that the Lord is priority when, when things start getting hard and tough, so yeah, um, but it's a privilege. It's a privilege of our life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, where can can you find your book? First of all, tell everyone.
1: Yeah, so you can find it on Amazon.
0: Okay, and then, um, what is one big encouragement to the maybe struggling with this?
1: Yes. Oh, great question. Um, My biggest encouragement to you is to not get overwhelmed with where to start and how to fix and how to, um, you know, if, if you've gotten this wrong, which we all have, to not start beating yourself up about that, but to understand and remember that God's mercy and his grace covers us. And it he alone is going to give us the freedom that we're so desperate for that we may not even realize we're searching for. And it's, the answer is in him and he is in control. And so when we start getting anxious, um, our circumstances and our days, and when that starts to just get, like, we just start feeling like, you know, the overwhelm, it's all closing in just to remember that God is in control and, that there's nothing else on earth around us that is going to fill our soul and and set us free the way that the Lord can, um, you know, He is the way, the truth, and the life. That all the things that the world tries so hard to convince us that it can provide for us, um, it will always fall short. But when you walk with the Lord he is the way the truth and the life he he makes a way he is the truth we have the truth we don't have to go find it we don't have to go create it we don't have to depend on any any other truth because there is only one truth and that's that's the lord jesus christ and he's the life i mean if if we are exhausted he provides life he provides everything that we need and so remember that god's in control remember that he's got you There's, there's no one else that cares for you and loves you as much as he does. There is no one that can love your children more than the Lord. And so that you are struggling, go to him first, spend time with him, let your children see you spend time with him. Um, And it all just sets you up to where the enemy is going to, for our entire lifetimes, he's going to try really, really hard to get our attention, to steal our attention um, and Uh, we just have to be ready. We have to, to, to look at things critically. um, And so we understand what's alive versus what's the truth. um, And so we can approach that with the Lord's strength alone, because only he provides the strength that, that we need for that. Um, But just know that you're, you're not alone. um, But man, get with the Lord, let him lead and you will find life and freedom and wholeness that, that you won't
0: find anywhere else. Amen. I love that. Um, um I think about the verse just really quickly as you were sa- saying um all of that is, is the the verse about how his grace is sufficient for us and that his yes, power is yes. made perfect in our weakness. And yeah. Just you talking about like his grace like literally when we are feeling so weak and so tired, his grace is and so That's I just right. love that 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 is your message because that is that is like my life verse. I just love that verse. Yes. <laughs> it's it's yes. the verse it's, so it's, good. it's like the the when I became a Christian, like it, it was it's been about 7 years now. Um that verse was the awesome. verse that I felt like if there's a verse that saved me, it was that one. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so absolutely. Yeah, so I just love that that was that was really your big takeaway. Um yes. would you mind praying for us before we close? Oh, I'd be so honored.
1: Yes. Um, God, thank you so much for this time today. Thank you for um, the women listening. God, you brought each of them um, to this this episode for a reason. God, and I pray that you would just um, be close to them today. God, I pray that they would just know your presence and that they would understand that you are the hero of their story. God, that there isn't room for anyone else. it's It's just you. And if we would um, submit and surrender and give you all of us, God, that you know what to do with it. You can handle it. God, every emotion, every up and down, every hard day, um, you, you knew in advance that, that we would experience that, God, and you at the same time provided all of the, the mercy and the grace and, and the love um, that we needed to get through that, God. And so I pray that we wouldn't turn to anything else, God, that we wouldn't try and remedy our pain with any other um, God's substance or entertainment or anything that would allow us to numb out. Um, but God, that you would fill that space, that we would choose you, that we would run to you um, so that you would get the glory and that we would get to experience your presence. Like never before, God, we need you. We need you today. Our friends need you. Our children need you. And so God may we lead by example. May we be the ones at the, at the forefront saying, Jesus is the answer not us. Um, and only he can provide the freedom and wholeness that, that we really are looking for. So God, I pray that you would just equip us, help us to be bold in this. Um, because like Jill said, God, we have to do life differently. We have to live your way and it's going to be different and it's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to feel like we're swimming upstream, but God, it, your way is the way you are the truth, God. And, uh, we're just so grateful for that. And we love you again. Thank you for this time together. Be with us. Walk ahead of us the way that you do, God, um, and we'll follow you. We love you. Your name. Amen.
0: Amen. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to the Faithful Mama Podcast, a place where we fill up on Jesus so we can pour into others. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to head over to the ratings and review section. And if this is something that you know will touch another mama's heart, please share it with her. And as always, stay faithful.